Sean. We're, Are we we're here. Rolling? We're live. We're rolling. What are we doing here? Well, we're trying to start a podcast because everybody else is starting podcasts nowadays. I mean, it's what you do if you're like a white middle-aged guy. <laughs> right? I almost feel like you should apply to have a podcast because some of the things that people <laughs> you say you have to submit an application. It's just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Be like, be like, hello, my name is Johnny. I am a 30-year-old white male. I think I have opinions that are worth hearing. Yeah, and then you piss people off, and it's like, this guy's an idiot. So it is what it is. So I'm excited to just talk about nonsense. And nonsense, yeah. Stuff we don't know about, hence the name. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we're like on like the same page with that, that like be like, okay, like we're not going to be like, super focused, be like, be like, welcome to our super professional news, news podcast where we're going to talk about Anything and everything news related, and be like, no, no we're gonna like, news we're sucks. gonna go off in tangents. We're gonna go, yeah. be like, I do think we should call it the IDK though. Why? Because Why? IDK sounds better. It doesn't. It sounds so online. Like it sounds like this you, is going online. Yes, it's going online, but it sounds like that we are two people that only live our lives online, I which don't. is no. But it sounds like it'd be like, what's your name, your podcast? It's oh, three, IDK. It's three letters. Okay. Yeah. Three instead of three words. Yeah, it takes longer to say. I don't know. IDK. IDK. I'm pretty sure it's the same number okay. of syllables. Oh, no, on the, on, the, no, on the count of three, you say I don't know, and I say IDK to see who finishes first. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. I don't know. I finished first. <laughs> I did. We were talking about Are you serious? millisecond gaps here. Does it matter? Yes. yes exactly. I don't know sounds better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. Well, we're going to talk about Also, this. we can just change the name to whatever we want later. It's not like it matters right now. A name matters. Working title is the I don't know. The name matters. Okay. We need to be, we need to have the name. Okay. But we'll just go with I don't know. Fine. We'll go with I don't know. Okay. Compromising already. This is how people don't achieve their dreams, man. They don't, they accomplish. <laughs> they don't, nope, they don't, <laughs> they don't accomplish, but they compromise. Different words. Yeah. Because no fine. one who's ever compromised has ever achieved a dream in their life. I don't know. Don't, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm pretty sure many people in their life have compromised and still achieve their dreams because compromise is an essential part of life. You live a beautiful life, don't you? I'd like to. And I think compromise is a part of that. Yeah, that's fair. All right. You're you're freshly married. You know, I mean, you haven't got to that point in your marriage yet where you know you have to compromise to stay happy. Yeah, no, we don't do that. We have been having an issue this week where we only have one car, and I've been going to school for the past five semesters, and she's been stay at home lawyer, and now. She's go. She's out of the house, lawyer. You know, and that she needs a car because her job is way more important than mine. Because she has to like go to trial, yeah, or well, yeah, that or at too. least be at the there office. There are some time conflicts with us, and you know, today I had a meeting at you know three, but she had a like huge work seminar from like eleven to two, and she rushed home, and I felt so bad. But she's just she should be having the car. We should have two cars. That's what it is. Two cars need with me going. Yeah, to school you need like some. This. You need some beater to. Sure. Ride around in. Yeah, because I'm driving the heroin. Oh man, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I do some silly. No, things. I'm. I'm great because I know me and my wife. We, like we each have our own car, so that makes like oh, logistics that makes... of that so much easier. She doesn't usually have to work outside of the house. Yeah. She's work from home and she loves it, and I love it because I get the car. <laughs> not anymore, which is fine. Because she needs it more. Um, but on this podcast, the I don't know podcast, we're going to yeah. talk about things we don't know. And well, that's the whole point. Things I don't, we want to know. I things mean, we want to know. I think there's going to be times where there's going to be things that I know more about that you that sure. like I'm going to be kind of filling you in. There's going to be plenty of things that you know more about that you're going to fill me in. Like one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is, okay, can you explain this Aaron Rodgers thing to me? Are you serious? I mean, I saw the clip that like he was like less than two minutes into his first not game even, with the not Jets. Not even two, four plays, man. Yeah, Eight, four plays. So one of the when I saw this, I don't know if this is just how like rotted my brain is mm. my first thought was like so like does he still get paid yeah I, does, I mean, like does he get like is it like only like a portion now because I, I know that I there's like there's know that like so he was traded from the green bay packers from yeah. wisconsin and he was like a franchise player for there them. was like a certain incentive that like he had to play a certain percentage of this the year's snaps and if he didn't reach that then they had to send like a, a draft pick over so the jets already owe uh, oh, the Green Bay Packers second round draft pick, just because he got injured. Yeah, just because he's not going to make the sixty-five percent of the team's plays or something like that. So it's crazy. 
But yeah, man, I think he gets paid. Uh, doesn't really. And like his season is done. Oh, he's done. He might be done. Done. Like oh, because because he's, he's an older player, he's 39 right? Thirty nine years old, and you have an Achilles tear like this, and oh man, I I feel for the dude. I hate him. I hate the Jets even more. So I'm like, I'm like trying to be sympathetic, trying to be I, like. Uh, gracious about yeah. rubbing it in all their faces. Because I know how it feels. Brady went down in 08 with the MCL, ACL, all the all the yeah. CLs. Well, because I, I saw a tweet that was like, be like, be like, Tom Brady has the opportunity to do the funniest thing in the world now. Dude, I, I'm done with Brady. I loved that dude until he said some silly nonsense. And he actually, he was at the Patriots game this past weekend ringing this stupid bell. I am just done with Brady. I want him to disappear. Like when people retire, they should. It used to be like you don't see them anymore. Well, I thought they're, a lot of going. they they if they retired, they would go like run some random business, or yeah. like they would like move into the commentary booth. They would, yeah, even then, like you don't see them everywhere. But then they'd be on a broadcast, and it's like they can't say as many wild things because it's like yeah. there's a producer in your ear being like, "Hey, you can't like say crazy things like that. This sure. is ABC." <laughs> I just I I'm done with Brady, but yeah, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. And this is what I love about social media is when he, I told you this earlier, like when he, I was watching it because I had homework to do and I just need something in the background and I wanted the Jets to lose because I hate them. I've always hated the Jets because I'm a Pats fan. Yeah. And they still won the freaking game. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. They won. Um, whatever. We're getting off topic here. Um, we don't so, have a topic, so there's no such thing as getting off topic. That's a good call. It's a good call, man. Yeah. So when he went down, I w- like Twitter was just blowing up. People with the memes, the gifts, all yeah. that stuff. And it's just like, it it was instant. Like, he ran out on the field September 11th with the flag, you know, just like full patriotic crap. Yeah. And he, go to, he goes down in the fourth play of his Jets career. And Twitter was just, and Jets fans are just going. Well, because my, I, again, I don't have a strong understanding of the NFL, but my understanding is that the Jets are not a team that has performed well. Historically, they, no, not historically. I mean, they. So it's just sort of like another layer of the bad yeah. times for Jets fans. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen them win a Super Bowl, so it's been nice for me, but you know, not for them. And that's a, okay, because this is something like you know, like I have casually watched sports like mm-hmm. my whole life. Sure, I do not quite understand the like vitriol and hatred for other teams. Like, I grew up, like, I grew up in Alberta, mm-hmm. so I grew up, like, a hockey fan. My dad is from Vancouver, so I grew up a Vancouver Canucks fan, which meant that I had, apparently had beef with everyone in my classes, because they were all either Edmonton Oilers or Calgary Flames fans, mm-hmm. and apparently they all just hate each other, because the, which some team has to rule Western Canada. Yeah, man, it's just something you're born into, almost, you know what I mean? Like you You're have, just born into the hatred? You really are, sometimes, <laughs> I mean... I remember as like a six, seven-year-old kid just at a Yankee-Red Sox game just like throwing stuff at people that were wearing Yankee stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see other grown-ups do it, so you're like, oh, this is cool. And you this do is it okay, and, and this then, is this is I a mean, socially accepted form of hate. Looking back now, it's not the, the, the nicest thing to do to another person. <laughs> I mean, it's more – I'm more verbal now than like physical. Yeah. I was a child. But it's just something that like – and that's what I, I, I think Utah is missing out on. Uh, they don't have the sports to where – I mean, I came here from Massachusetts in 2016, and I have my teams. You come here, yeah. someone's got – someone's a Miami Dolphins fan or a Colorado Rockies fan, and like a – you know, they're all over the place because they well, don't have they the don't, teams. Most, re- for a lot of the sports, they don't have a franchise. So, like, you either default to the closest one, which is usually, like, Colorado. Yeah. Or you, like, just pick whichever one is, like, good at the time. And you'd be like, okay, I guess I like these guys. So you can't grow up in that, like... Yeah, you don't have it, the because you, you know, mentioned, you know, like, you grew up in it. It was, like, a a childhood thing that you had this, you know, like, vitriol. Because you were raised around this Mm -hmm. vitriol towards these other teams. And that's what I I hope, now that with, like, there's rumors. I mean, not even rumors. Like, the Gail Miller family has already put in their, you know, bid to bring Major League Baseball here to Utah. I mean... The plans are already like set. They just need to go from the commissioner, and who knows? Because that guy is something else. He he's the worst, uh, for real. Rob Manfred is like happy that Oakland Athletics fans are going to be sad because their team is leaving. Like the things that he said about that team, you'd have to look it up. It's just I'm not going to regurgitate it. It's just he's not a good dude. 
So, or is, I, he, is he just like a super bottom line guy? And he's like, if this franchise yeah. moves to another city, yeah. it will perform better yes. money-wise, and so it's better the, for me. The Oakland Athletics are going to be the Vegas Athletics. Like, they're coming to Vegas. So Vegas is just... Cause they're already, like, securing land down there. And, I mean, Vegas is going to have a basketball team in no time. You know what I mean? Because they already have It's football. crazy to me that they don't already. I know. But they have the Aces, which is a WNBA. So they do have basketball. Yeah. And, you know, but not having an NBA team seems really crazy. Sure. But... Moving the Oakland Athletics to Vegas is just one step closer for a market here in Utah. And that's what I yeah. want is I want well, kids to grow up in this baseball scene with a rivalry. Is that what happened with their football team too? Didn't they take it from like Oakland? Was yeah. They, the Oakland they, Raiders yeah. and Vegas? So yeah. Vegas is just stealing all of Oakland's franchises. Yeah, well, Oakland doesn't have much, much else. So they're fine for now. Yeah. Well, but it just sucks. Oakland is such a historic team. It's got a lot of Yeah, it's going to change my perspective every time I watch Moneyball now. Yeah, be like, oh, now this is just like, some, like Billy Vegas Bean team. failed straight up. He couldn't win, so they had to move. So he had to literally that pack the, up and leave the city. That's his actual. Legacy. That's the actual ending, and it sucks. That's unfortunate for him. Yeah, well, I'm sure it, he made decent money while he did it, while he was failing. Uh, he had a chance to earn more with the Red Sox, but didn't want to take it. So this is a yeah. this is the bet he made. So now he's got to sleep in it. But sports is the first topic you wanted to talk about. That's that's well, ironic to me because you. Are not a sports guy, so I had no idea you were always, coming into this with sports. Like I've always like kind of been like a very like my dad is a huge sports guy. Mm-hmm. He will watch any sport you put on in front of him. Yeah, just not so like I watched around. a lot of sports growing up. I just never took a particular interest in mm-hmm. them. Like I was a little more interested in soccer because I played soccer growing up. Okay. So it was like okay, like I understand the rules of the game. It's when I watch it, I can much more easily tell like who's winning, who's losing, like what's the what's the momentum going on here. Well, the that. most important thing in sports is winning. And when you when you have teams that just are consistently good and win, it's infectious. And you want, you know, that loyalty becomes deeper. Yeah. And I think maybe that was part of why I didn't, like, attach myself to hockey as much. Because, again, I was raised as, like, a Vancouver Canucks fan. And that is not a team. That... Yeah, and they lost to my Bruins in the Cup in 2011. See, so you see, don't even know that. See, I can't even, no, talk, no, I... I can't even talk smack to you because you no, don't No, no, no. I remember that series. Do you? Yeah. Because I remember being really salty about that you should have been because, because guys, i was like but i was i wasn't mad at the bruins i was so mad at the canucks because like the home games the canucks would play they would like eke out wins mm-hmm. against the bruins and then they would go to boston and get demolished yeah it's called and I was turtling like, turtling they just they couldn't play on the road they couldn't handle yeah it and i was like i how can you be so much worse on the road because the bruins are so much better well, and that's, that's what it ended up showing because, like, the Game 7 was in Vancouver, so I was like, uh-huh. they're going to do it. They're going to eke it out, and, then... and they're going to barely <laughs> – they're going to have, like, a negative goal differential in this series, and they're going to oh. win the Stanley Cup. Dude, but I... then they got blown out again because was... they just could not handle the pressure. It was, like, my – it was the nicest way to win a championship, like, not having to worry. Because there's been so many championships where it's, like, come down to the wire, and it's just, like – I don't know how. When you get to game seven, you realize, like, oh, we're like three goals up. Who cares? Like, yeah. We're just, I mean, it was just like, over. I can really appreciate it. And now I can still appreciate it because every season since they have not, I mean, they've lost in the cup at least twice, maybe three times. And those have been some of the worst. Well, at least they're making runs. <laughs> yeah, but last year was even the worst. It was the best season of all time. Most points, most wins. Yeah, they knocked did not out do in the super first good round. In the playoffs, did they? <laughs> knocked out in the first round. And then Bergie retires. Krejci's gone. They signed Pasta for eight more years, which is nice, but we got nobody else. Yeah, I don't know what half those words meant. Oh, man. I didn't. But, like, this is because, like, for me, like, when I was, like, when I got to, like, high school, is I got into I got into esports then. Because hmm. that's, I started playing a game called StarCraft 2. Okay. Because it had just come out. I and remember like, Star Fox. I don't remember StarCraft. I mean, I can tell stories about Star Fox because <laughs> uh, in high school, I was also... I was ranked, I was a top 200 in the world in high score for Star Fox 64. Wow. Because I like, for like a week straight, I just nonstop grinded like how to like get the highest score possible. Dude, I used to love Star Fox. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Like I would go over to friend's house and I would just like boot up their Star Fox and I would just like sit in the corner and grind. Nice. And I'd be yeah, like, why did you, it. why did you come over to hang out <laughs> if you're just going to like silently sit there and grind Star yeah, Fox? That's like breaking and entering. Well, they would, like, invite me over, oh, and then I would, you yeah, to they'd be like, hey, we're all hanging out at So-So's place, and I would go over, and we just play Star Fox. My goodness. Star Fox. So, esports, huh? Yeah. I mean, like, because that's, like, I started playing StarCraft 2, and I was like, this game's super sick, and I was like, oh, I want to get better at it, because I was, like, I was absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. 
so you know you st- i just started like looking at youtube like you know like things and that and that stumbled me upon like you know the the pro scene for it because at the time like the pro scene only kind of existed in korea sure so you had like a few like like just for starcraft specific specifically like the pro scene there is so dominated by korea mm-hmm. that it's koreans and everyone else is referred to as foreigners <laughs> oh wow so they had you had a few foreigners Mm-hmm. in like the Korean league there and so it'd be like oh like you know like there was one player uh, tagged by Huck is that the tag was Huck okay and it'd be like oh he's Canadian so like oh oh this will be my guy because he also like he played the same he played the same like character as me he played the Protoss race okay. and I was like okay great like this is going to be my guy and like I just copied like his strategies and I mean it worked for a while like I went from like they have like the bottom of the pit, which is where I was at, mm. and then I like got up to like a mid-level player on the ladder, and it was like, oh, like I learned how to like, and then I wanted to like actually learn how to play the game, but like that was what I followed is like because I had that because it has like all the same stories, you know, It'd be like oh like there's like this guy that's super dominant, running over everybody, and there's like these underdogs trying to overcome him. But I went from that, and then I went over to League of Legends from there because StarCraft is a super dead game. Mm. And, but I like that, like I had that sports connection, but it was always to that because that's like what I connected more with growing up because I played games. So it'd be like, oh, like I get this. Well, do you know that Slick has an esports team? Yeah, they have their esports team. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be interesting to, because I know right now the esports scene is in like a very weird spot mm-hmm. because for the past few years, they've all been like, the money has been free flowing through the scene. Because a ton of these organizations have been funded by venture capital, and now like the market's kind of turned. Mm-hmm. A lot of these venture capital companies are like, "Hey, like, where's our return on investment and in all these things?" And they're realizing that most esports organizations have just like burned money mm. and have like barely done. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to that because I don't know. No, but, and I mean, well, because I, just... I would be interested, like how like how that relates to the collegiate scene, like what's mm. happening here at Salt Lake Community College is like because there's not as clear a path to like. There's not like a clear path to pro from there. And especially even if there was, it's like you're going into like an industry that is like very much struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if you know this game, Valorant. I, I know of it because it's on yeah. the roster for uh, Slick. So it's like, a, it's like a first person shooter game, like search and destroy kind of like tactical shooter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a team that just won a world championship, Evil Geniuses. Okay. Uh, their organization is releasing them all. They're going into fridge because like the team can't afford them, and it's like crazy that like you won a world championship, and like now it's up in the air whether or not these guys will be playing pro next year. That seems like just a funding problem for the team that won. Well, that but it's not unique to evil. It's unique across the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Is that like all of a sudden there's just not the same amount of money that was before. I know specifically for League of Legends, it was a problem that like they got all this venture capital money flowed in, so like player salaries blew up. Mm-hmm. You went like top players used to be making like maybe six figure salaries a year to like million dollar contracts. So I'm not really, uh, I mean, the esports director here at SLCC, mm-hmm. Jeff Sosa, he talks about space station gaming all the time because that's like our Utah team. You yeah, know what I mean, and they just had a Halo tournament like hosted here. Mm-hmm. So I mean. He, the way you're you're talking about esports and the way he talks about esports, well, it's like what is actually happening because he's think he's saying it's like up and up and he wants to. Well, and back. I I think because I don't know as much about the collegiate, I think the collegiate scene is a much healthier space mm-hmm. than the pro scene is right now because I don't think the collegiate space got flooded by any of this money. I don't think anything got like turned over. Like it has just kind of grown the grassroots way that it's grown over time. Mm-hmm. So they're in like a healthier spot because like four games, like my personal like favorite game of all time is Super Smash Brothers Melee. And that's a competitive scene. Well, I think we had our first match on yesterday. Well, they have they have an Stu- ultimate Super team. Brash, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, so that's the newest version of the game. Mm-hmm. So the game that I follow is Melee, which mm-hmm. is the one that came out on the GameCube in like 2002. Oh, yeah, they're not going to have GameCube games. They have well, that's, it's a scene that's still alive. It's oh, still well, going. It's, well, we just it, don't have the funding here at SLCC. You know what I mean? Like, I, we're still playing in the technology building where architecture programs are being taught. I, I just don't think it's at the, the ground level. I just don't think in the state there's like as much interest in mm. melee because it's people tend to move on to the new game when it sure. comes out. I am actually on the Rocket League team. Oh, you made the team. I did make the team. I'm on the JB team. 
because uh, nice. I realized that I found out very quickly that I was not tier one, which is yeah. fine. But I had this interesting opportunity to where I'm going to actually shoutcast, which is broadcast yeah, play the, by play yeah. of the Rocket League match this Friday on their, our Twitch channel. So it's like I'm gonna stick with it because I want to be in announcing. You know what I mean? And this is you want to like be the, in broadcasting. Yeah, I want to be in broadcasting. And this is like the weirdest way to like learn or no, just get both. into the scene. It just it's like you said, it's not very open or wide like popular sport but i mean sometimes it can be no i i think the future of esports is still fine i just mm -hmm. think that we're going to go through a period where like it's going to be really rough to be a pro sure for a couple of years until like organizations refigure their budgets out and realize that like hey you actually have to like you can't just like inflate your budgets because you're getting a ton of free money from vcs mm -hmm. that you have to actually be like hey like what revenue does our company actually generate sure and like pay people accordingly to that revenue. Well, you see, like, because like there's some pro organizations like 100 Thieves that like they've branched off, like they do a lot of content creation. I think that's the big driver for them, or they like make like energy drinks now. Oh, okay. So, like, that's like another avenue. Like, they're using that to like kind of prop up the sure. esports team. Well, man. But I think the collegiate scene is still going to be okay. It's still, we're still figuring things out as we go, but we have two teams for Rocket League. So. Yeah. And there are like we have Valorant, when, when do you Overwatch play your first match this Friday? This Friday? When, I don't when? I don't know if the JV team plays their match because it's always like depending on. But you'll teams. you'll be on. I like, will be announcing on Friday like, Friday at six p.m. at twitch.tv slash slcc esports. Yeah, nice. Yeah, people should check it out. I'm I'm I, I'm a little nervous because I don't know the lingo and of like certain like hits in Rocket League. So well, I'm going to be announcing it like a typically, you know, match. like broadcasting like that. You'll have the play-by-play, -play and then you'll have the analytic guy, yeah. the color commentator. I'm the only one. You're the only one. Okay, yeah. so I'm you're not be... you're not going to have like someone to be like, hey, like you're more familiar with this. Can you give me kind of more yeah. breakdown? No, it's just me. I'm going to be announcing from the seat of my pants. I, I you know, just focus on play-by-play -play stuff. That's exactly what I'm going to do, man. Uh, so hopefully, this uh, whenever this comes out, the game broadcast might have already happened, and we'll hopefully it's, it was a good one, but. Like I said, I'm I am very shocked that you started this with, with sports. sports. It's just something that I like be like I was I I don't know much about this Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. thing. So I was like, oh, I'll ask you because you I know that you're an authority on sports. Mm -hmm. Like you know a ton about sports, dude. Ah uh, man, <laughs> and there were close-up videos on his calf exploding. Ooh, not like gory. No, like, but still like the tendon. Move. But you like yeah, it's like, you it, see it, and you're like you're like yeah, ooh, like ooh, that's ooh, definitely ooh. an Achilles, bro. Oh no. <laughs> But it's something that you can watch and be like, that's not good. That's very bad. Yep. And I was watching like, yeah. So there's like a regular broadcast of the game. Yeah. And then there's a, a Manning telecast where it's both Peyton Manning and Eli Manning who are both like ex Hall of Fame Flame. quarterbacks. They're like super. Yeah. And they're just announcing it. And they're sh just as shocked as like the rest of the world as it's happening. So. And then social yeah, media. I think I saw a clip of that where, like, at least I don't know which one was like, was like, kind of freaking out. Was like, yeah, it's like I thought we were gonna tape it up and go back in the game, not go on a cart. So it was like, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to move off of sports, we can move on. We can I move think like... we should because it's not an area where you can talk a lot about. Okay. I mean, just kidding. It's fine. Okay. You said something earlier today okay. that I took issue with. Is this gonna be the Star Wars right now? Yeah. We're gonna we're Dude, gonna talk we're gonna talk I'm about telling Ahsoka. Right now, Ahsoka and is you're gonna better justify to me why Ahsoka, Ahsoka is better than Andor. One hundred percent. Why? Why is it better? Why? It's giving you everything. It's giving you Anakin. It's giving you Vader. Like, did you see those transitions in Episode Five? Okay, so now we have to preface this episode with Ahsoka spoilers because I just like yeah. shout it out. It's just better, man. It's just okay, I, I what I'm Andor. hearing. I loved I loved Andor. You know I did. Yeah, but what I'm hearing right now is that you like Ahsoka more because it is giving you like those fan service moments where it's bringing back old characters and it's just beautiful storytelling. Andor was Andor had a movie, and then you know what I mean. Like it had Rogue One, and then all this is prequel to that, and it's just it's great. Yeah, it's great. But this storytelling. See, and this is, is where I take kind of issue with that mm. is that I think you can watch Andor with no knowledge of anything about Star Wars yeah. and you would think the show is very good. Exactly. But it's, if you have no knowledge of Star Wars and you watch Ahsoka, you are hopelessly lost. I mean, to a certain extent. But, I mean, yeah. You need to watch Clones, Clone Wars and you need to watch Rebels. Yeah. And I always kind of like 
have an issue with like the like required reading for shows. Like that's where I have like a problem with a lot of Marvel movies now. Mm, I'm you like, don't be, like, need be like to be up on Marvel to know what's going. On. I mean, sometimes you do. Actually, you can actually kind of do it. The Miss Marvel's coming up. You need to watch Kamala Khan. And you need to watch one, one division. So and you probably need to have watched Captain Marvel one. Yeah. And probably need to watch Secret Invasion two. Secret Invasion maybe not so much. Maybe you maybe. don't think that's gonna play? Yeah, it might. It might. It might. Right. So I have to watch a movie in three different shows. Just Dude, to get you don't have movie. to. It's good content to just take in. Why? Why? Why do you have to watch something? You should want to. I'm saying that like you have to do that if you want to get the most out of it, right? Whereas like you don't have to do anything. Other than watch the show to get the most out of Andor. So you weren't influenced at all by Andor because you watched Rogue One. So you're telling me if you didn't watch no, Rogue One. No, because the most compelling characters in Andor are not ones mentioned at all in Rogue One. I'll give you that. That is a fair <laughs> point. But it's still, I just think it's two separate things. I think it's Andor's 1B no. and Ahsoka's 1A. Ahsoka because it is Star Wars. You can see it, it's in your face. Lightsaber is yes. everything. Well, and I, I With think Andor, just, I think... it is, could be a, any other show. And yeah, it's and I, what makes it great too. So it's like one A Ahsoka, and one B Andor. Yeah, because I think for me, like I would like, I think it's fine if you know Dave Filoni wants to make shows that keeps this story that he's been crafting forever now. Dude, Dave Filoni. But like, is I would goat. like a lot. I would if we're gonna keep making Star Wars things. I would like at least some of it to like not be related to like this one grand arcing story. Be like, we got a huge universe out here. Just start telling me stories that exist outside of it. And they're doing that with Mandalorian. No, because, I mean, see, Mandalorian season one did that. But and it, then they tied it all into the thing. And, like, they made it be like, oh, it's just all part of, like, the same thing now. What we are not going to do is become another Star Wars bashing podcast. No, I'm not, not saying. stand for it. I like both the shows. I like Andor a lot. I like Ahsoka. I have liked... Ahsoka's not even done yet, and it's already better. That, in my opinion, I can have that opinion. It's not even done yet. They're not even. They just traveled, dude. That show had me audibly gasp more than a couple times last night. Why? It was just like when Anakin is walking, and then an explosion goes off, and young Ahsoka sees him turn into Vader as he's walking. And then when he yeah, but that's what like the that was unbelievable. That was but we knew that was happening because that's the whole arc of Ahsoka through this show. And it concludes that like she's struggling with her legacy of like being the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. This show makes me want to watch Clone Wars because of this show. You know what I mean? And I haven't watched Clone Wars. I haven't watched Rebels, but it's making me want to because I can have more. You know what I mean? I can just get more. Indoor, if I want more, I have to watch one, and I just swore on the podcast. We have Whatever. To, to it's one. I can bleep that. That's oh, not too good. bad. Well, that's how that shows you how passionate I am about this, <laughs> because it's just it's it's blasphemous that you don't think Ahsoka is better. And in my opinion, Andor is great for what it was and what it's going to be. It's not even done yet. I I think I think Ahsoka fits better into the big arcing Star Wars it's like story. Mainstream. I Star I think Wars. what like what Star Wars fans want. They want more Ahsoka. I think. I think Andor is a better put together show. I think the story is better. I think the I think characters the story are more where it's going with with Ahsoka is to be determined, and that's amazing. You've already seen so many different. What do you mean to be determined? I, it's just the way it's going. I mean, we we know what has to happen. No, they have to in some way or another. We have to make sure that Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, all these characters are not in the picture by the end of wherever this story is going. Because none of them show up in the Disney sequels, right? They're trapped because they can't. No, they're in a different universe now. Different yeah, galaxy. so they're just going to be like, yeah, they're just going to write them off and be like, oh, they're all in a different galaxy now. Or that's explore what... those stories because it doesn't matter. And that's great if they want to do that. Why wouldn't? Why? Why couldn't they do that? They can, and I think that would be good. I just think that Andor is a better put together show. But Andor also is trapped to a point because you know what happens with that story. You know how it ends, do you not? Well, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. So we're in the same predicament. And Ahsoka is just right. It's just better. Yeah, and I think Andor just does what it does better. Oh, my god. And we're just, we're just at an impasse here. I don't we think are, either because I'm not budging. Move. No, it's I'm not going to budge either. Andor is better. No, it's I'm not. Firmly. Dude, Andor has already had their season work. Ahsoka 
It's still going. Yeah, so if the season finale of Soka like absolutely blows chunks. We'll talk about it. Are you gonna like reverse your I will, opinion? I, you know what? Mark it down right now. I am open to changing my mind. Yeah. I will say But right now favor, I don't see that happening. Because in it's favor amazing. of Ahsoka, um, the character of Balin Scroll. Oh is I, it breaks dynamite. my heart. It breaks my heart though. He, he can't see all this love because he sadly yeah. he passed away. Well that's this I was talking to my my wife last night when we were watching uh last night's episode when they had Anakin show up and I was mm. like it's got to be so nice for Hayden Christensen to like he was, see the fan base kind of reverse he was so hated on and him. like actually show him the love and be like be like yeah. you just had to wait 15 years for the generation of kids to grow yeah. up and like be adults and be like actually it. I love everything you do God. and he did the thing you saw it, like, yes yeah he did the I, thing. Was, I was like ah that's that's <laughs> the Anakin's lightsaber yeah. movement from episode three I he remember did the that thing I mean dude that that whole episode was just I, I've watched it twice already. Probably yeah. gonna watch it again tonight, and I'm gonna watch a little bit of Clone Wars and Rebels. And neglect yeah, my I homework. think I think we're just at an impasse on like kind of like the the fringe of it. Like I uh, I think the Andor's you know, a little be better. So you great think Ahsoka's better? If you changed your opinion by the end of Ahsoka. You're like you know it would what? have to be a right dynamite okay. ending. All right, I would have to be absolutely. You know what? Blown I away. I have full confidence that Dave Filoni will give you that dynamite. I have absolutely no faith that he will do that. What? I think he will deliver. Okay, a no, solid... we're going to stop right there because we're not going to do Dave Filoni. Slander. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me Are clarify you... that. Well, you're starting across a line. I think Dave Filoni will deliver me a solid ending to Ahsoka, you're and I think I want to bomb happy it. with the ending of Ahsoka. I will. I am 100 certain that I will not be blown away. To the level where I think that Ahsoka is better than I almost Android. want to bet you money, and you have to be genuinely have integrity. I don't even. You're making me so angry right now. You're making me. Mad. Why are we? It's just an opinion about a TV true, show. True, true. A very, very bad opinion. You know why? It's from you. You're from Canada, and I'm not. Okay, hold, wait a I'm minute. I'm not gonna hold, hold it against on. you. I'm not gonna hold it against you. It's fine. <laughs> You just have a different way of looking at things. Do we think if we took a poll amongst Dude, like Canadian like Star Wars fans that we'd all be like, "This is better for the most Hey, America. Okay, <laughs> metric sucks. Let's be honest. It's really good at what it does. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. This yeah, gonna... we have to talk about something else now because this can't be a Star Wars show. Okay, okay. it can't be. So we're gonna table. Do you want to talk about more movies, entertainment? Do you want me to talk about why you should go buy Starfield? Dude, in order to buy Starfield, you need a I, functioning PC. Yeah, or an Xbox, and I'm a PlayStation. Oh, guy. great, because you have a PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> Just get <I>, it. <laughs> dude, I love Starfield. I really do. You've never even played it. I love the videos I watch of people playing it. <laughs> like the videos I said. Have you played any other like Bethesda games? I don't even know Bethesda. Uh, have you played any of like Fallout Three, Fallout nope. Four, nope. Uh, Elder Scrolls? Uh, does that have anything to do with Sony and PlayStation? No, no. So no. Okay, I'm a Sony guy, bro. Sony, I, Sony, Apple, Apple, Sony. That, that's 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 great, but like, I would not clamor to say that you love a Bethesda game without having actually played Bethesda games. Okay, fine, I hate Bethesda. I hope Bethesda. Okay, goes now under. you're now you're in the I hope regular they go camp. I hope they never make another good game. Okay, thank you for copy pasting a Reddit answer. And <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! If, like just like a, if a, a random person on Reddit were to tell me about what they feel about Bethesda, that would be the general vibe that they would give. I me. don't even know how to spell Bethesda, so it doesn't really. I mean, I don't think most Bethesda fans do either. Okay, hold on. Now we're gonna do it. Now we're gonna do it. What? We're gonna spell it. You're gonna tell me if I'm right. Uh, B- no, e- don't stop it. Me, man. Oh, you, sorry. You my bad. You know what it looks like. I don't even know. B e t h e s d a Bethesda. Yeah, you nailed it. Wow. Good job. I'm a genius. Yeah. I didn't look it up, though. I, I, I think you're probably smarter than uh, probably at least half the people that play Bethesda games. All right. Don't, don't try to patronize me right now, okay? No, I'm, I'm not patronizing you. I'm making fun of Bethesda fans. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I do. I am excited for a game coming Which up. Which I am one of. I like Bethesda games. So. And that's fine because you're a PC, Xbox guy. I like Bethesda games because they are like infinite grind machines like you can play Bethesda games forever oh. and like well that sounds miserable I still haven't even fi- finished Hogwarts Legacy I, oh geez yeah I it was in the middle of last semester and I got Swamp of Finals yeah and I just never went back um, no I've, I've got a few games that I've been slowly working through mm-hmm. I still haven't finished Pikmin 4 yet I'm very much enjoying Pikmin 4 Pikmin 4 I'm gonna google this we're gonna talk about it's it. a Nintendo Switch game oh, okay I the whole Pikmin series is a series that I have very much appreciated. I like it a lot. It is kind of in the in between between kind of like a cozy game, like 
in the line of like it's kind of between like Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and like real time strategy games like that StarCraft game I told you about earlier. Okay. That like you have to like manage your troops around and move that around, but also like it's just like about like having fun and exploring this world. Sure. So we talked about, you know we talked about sports, we talked about some movies, a little bit of game talk. Well, I want to stay on games because I have a game that's coming up that's very exciting, and it's only for PlayStation. It's, it's exclusive. Spider Man. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Spider Man and Venom. I'm pretty sure Spider Man is like the only. Dude. Oh no, that's not true. Because there's God of War. God of War and Spider Man are like the two PlayStation exclusives that people care about in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I've played all three of the Spider Man games, and I... well, you are, you're a big Spider Man person altogether. Yes, like... I am. Because No Way Home is the greatest movie of all time. That is just a okay. It is my that favorite is... movie of all time. We've gone over this. It is. It is you are, three different Spider-Men. Yes, there all, are three all different, different Spider-Men in the movie. Levels of nostalgia. Yeah, and I will stay on top of that hill until I see the whites of their eyes. You know what I mean? Like okay. that is my favorite movie. Okay, I've seen it in theater at least just, seven times. Just because you did this to me with Andor, that's fine if you have that opinion. It's a bad opinion. <laughs> But that, no, it's fine if that, you want to have that opinion. You know what, man? It's, it's just patently incorrect. Yeah, we just will never come to... I would take either of the Spider-Verse movies over No Way Home. Dude, I saw the second Spider-Verse movie. It was too many Spider-Men, okay? That's a lot. And there's okay, a whole... Okay, you like, just system. told me that the best part about No Way Home is that there are more than one Spider-Man. Because there was only three. Okay, okay, so anything above three is where we run into problems. Yeah, it gets a little overwhelming, you know? It's just... It's too much. I would like to see Jake Johnson in a real live action... Oh, I, I think it's fine the way it is. Dude, I think we have enough live-action Spider-Man right now. I don't no, think for sure. I know I got it, but still. Man, okay, let's go to one more topic. One more. How long? Okay. Mitt Romney's not going to run for Senate anymore. Ooh, Mitt Romney. Yeah. Dude, and he's I, like the face of Utah. Well, he was one of the faces I mean, of Utah I when I came of, here yeah. you know, from Massachusetts. I, he's probably easily like one of the most famous yeah. Utah people. So what do you think about that? I mean, I you know me in politics. I'm not really like a, I'm so, in the middle. Like I disagree with Mitt Romney on most of his policy positions. Sure, but I think it is sad that he will be leaving the Senate because mm-hmm. I think he was one of the few politicians that genuinely believed in bipartisanship and genuinely wanted to work with both sides to like achieve a compromise. Uh, I, he was willing to criticize both the extremes of both the right and the left, mm-hmm. and I think it's sad because inevitably whoever replaces him here in Utah will be more extreme. You think? Almost guaranteed. Really? I, I would, if you wanted to bet right now, I would bet you like $1,000. Well, I'm not going to take that bet, man, because I need to see the line odds in Vegas and, you know, go from there. But... I absolutely guaranteed whoever is going to take his place as Senator Utah is going to be not, I don't think they'll be as extreme as like Mike Lee is, mm-hmm. but they'll be much closer to Mike Lee than they are to Mitt Romney. Ugh. I think Mitt Romney is a dying breed of the Republican Party. I I, am I don't. Not, I'm not a fan. Uh, we used to have this uh, bumper sticker: uh, "Humans against Mike Lee." Like you know, human. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's just not a good dude. I mean, yeah, I, and that's because I we you know we talked about like me potentially writing. We we both work at our at our local community college at the student newspaper there. We talked about me potentially writing an op-ed about Mitt Romney, and that would be like kind of the thrust of it. It'd be like, I think that it's unfortunate that Mitt Romney is leaving because whoever takes his place is not going to be as effective and useful and good at being a senator. Like, I disagree with Mitt Romney on almost everything, but I thought he was very good at his job mm-hmm. at actually like working as a senator, working as a politician to, because he made some, he worked with, you know, Democrats to make some good co- compromises on the Infrastructure Act, and I think it's important to have a functioning political system mm-hmm. that if you have, especially a two-party system, that you have people in both parties that are willing to work with the other party, sure. which is not present in the vast majority of politicians in the United States these days. So I think it would be really interesting if you did write that op-ed for the school paper. I, I mean, yeah, I would just want to flesh out what I actually want to say a little more before I like hard commit to it. Well, why, man? I mean, what are you? Because what if are your I goals to in this world, I mean, you know what I mean. In this journalistic I, experience, what do you want to I do? I don't want to necessarily at the very beginning of my journalistic career, kind of like label myself as like you know, be like, oh, like because you know, like one of the things I think was really important about what Mitt Romney did was that he was a Republican that was very willing to criticize Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And he seems one of the few people that could do it without, like, getting completely ignored by the rest of the party. Sure. So it'd be like, hey, like, this is an important factor of that. And I don't want to just be like, be like, oh, like, start my journalistic career and be like, oh, like, this guy's just a Mitt Romney stan who hates Trump. 
I mean, mm. those things are not. I'm not a Mitt Romney stand. It's okay I, to hate Trump, you know. I, I know that, it's okay, but you don't want to like that that to be a core part you of your identity, your identity, especially yeah. if you don't plan on like doing like opinion based work in journalism. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be just a straight reporter, it's probably good that people aren't super clear about how you feel about prominent members of political parties. Sure, I just think it, you should be able to talk about politics and not have a risk for what repercussions are going to come out of yeah, it. Yeah, well, because you. It's, You're I think a journalist, fine. first and foremost. You just got to show yeah. both sides. That's or yeah, just well, show... you, have, you, have to, you want to tell what the story actually is. Exactly. Because like you will run into situations where it's like, and it's easy in today's media world mm-hmm. to say, be like, okay, so this guy, you know, said, you know, this guy hates Trump, so I'm going to ignore like ninety percent of what he says about politics because you know I think he's just being biased like that. Whether or not a person is being biased or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super easy for people to just put them in a box and ignore them. Sure. And so it's easier for you to work as a journalist if people, it's not possible for people to clearly label you in a box, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I, there's no clear writings, no, nothing clear that says, you know, whether or not I lean one way or another or not, it's much more difficult for someone to be like, oh, like, this guy just hates Trump. He'd be like, well, you have no, nothing points in that direction. Sure. Man. Politics. I hate politics so much. I love it. I know you do, and you're good at it. You're good at deciphering it. You're good at like analyzing it. Well, I. That's very kind of you to say. I'm not so sure about that, but. Well, you're your own biggest critic. You know. Like, that is very true. I, I, I really have nothing to add on politics except just Lauren Boebert last night was kicked out of uh, a Beetlejuice play for vaping, talking, and just acting nonsensical I guess and like there's security footage of her like being escorted out and she's just flipping people off left and right and I, well I mean that's that was of, my that's, dose that's, of politics that's, that's this kind morning. of the identity that she's formed for herself within yeah. the political world is that she is like this like brash over the top fighter type that just like does not care what anyone thinks of her it mm-hmm. will just state her opinion regardless of that so it'll probably play to her strengths sure like i don't think she's going to lose support over it but that's like our view on politics like you have like the more actual idea of what's going on in the political scene and you mine just is see a like clip of a TMZ. congresswoman getting yeah. kicked out of a or play and being you know, like what is going on yeah or just marjorie taylor green just being you know marjorie yeah. taylor green so it's just like i see the scary ugly just ridiculous side of politics yeah and it, it's like, I, I, I see what's going on down at the lower level here, especially in Utah, um, but it's just, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to focus on. It's well, a lot to take in. With that, like, Lone Barber is a little more interesting in that because she, the district that she represents is not, like, a super safe seat for Republicans. Like, she won re-election last year mm-hmm. by, like, less than 100 votes or something. Like, wow. it was super tight. Because normally, like, you have, like, you know, like, your Marjorie Taylor Green or, like, mm-hmm. your... AOC or whatever, sure. they live in super safe districts gotcha. where like these are districts that Republicans or Democrats win by like 30 plus percentage points. Mm-hmm. So like they can say or do anything as long as that R or D is next to their name, they're going to win their re-election. Gotcha. So like you expect them to like say or do more out of pocket things mm-hmm. because it's like they can do that. When you live in like a swing district where it's like moderate voters could be turned against you mm-hmm. if you did that like it's kind of crazy that like someone like Lohan Berber is like in a tight much tighter district like that sure I guess to stay on politics like I'm thinking of stuff as we're just talking about yeah. kind of stuff sticking with Utah yeah. environmental groups have sued the state of Utah yeah. for their treatment of the Great Salt Lake yeah I'm super curious to see how this kind of starts playing out mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of comparisons but I thought there would be more comparisons to there was a recent case in Montana where the Montana Supreme Court cited in, alongside these uh, young environmentalist groups saying that the state had an obligation to protect the environment for like their longevity. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if that becomes more prominent, if that's something that just stays like in, like say, Montana, or sure. if that's going to become a growing trend across the country of like these groups suing states saying, like, you have to take more action to protect the environment because you are obligated by like your... Because like... There is something in the Utah State Constitution that says that they're like obligated to like protect the land for longevity or something. I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. here, but sure. something along those lines. And that's why they're making that lawsuit. They're saying that like their actions or inaction is what they're saying about the Great Salt Lake is they are violating the, the state constitution by not protecting the lake. I really hope it like wakes people up and does something before like we actually see no water and it just becomes you know 
Salt City. You know, well, because no if we get to that point, people are going like it's going to dramatically change because there's all those toxic materials sure. at the bottom of the lake that will release into the air, and mm -hmm. it will like make like the Salt Lake County like immensely more difficult to live in. Yeah, it's just a especially like thought. like in the western parts of like West Valley City, Taylorsville, yep. out there, it's going to make it like impossible. It's going to be scary, man. I actually saw that there. I, I don't, you know, I should have done more research on this, but. So we have a phenomenon here called the ninth and ninth whale. Yeah. And it just like somehow there was back in the 19, early 1900s, somebody deposited whales into the Great Salt Lake or it might have even been before I that. don't but know the I, story at all. You don't know the story? Oh, man. Well, I just know that there's like a big whale like sculpture on the ninth and ninth and there, like people There love is it. like a connection like that. There was like this rich guy that dropped whales off to see if they could survive in the Great Salt Lake. And now I think it's being turned into a movie. So I'm going to have, you know, I should have researched it way more than just bringing like, it up. Is this being developed by like a major motion picture studio or is this yeah. like something that like some local Utah filmmaker is going to make something about? Oh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, oh, am I supposed to just filibuster for you? Just fill time? Yeah, just filibuster. <laughs> Bro, I can't. See, I know what filibuster is because Parks and Rec. You know what I mean? Just how she just kept talking that entire time. You know, that's that's a great. Wasn't story. it Patton Waltz? Patton yep. Oswalt. So was and how he correctly predicted like the the entire yeah. Disney saga of Star Wars. That was depressing yes. to look at because it's like they did it as like a bit that like some crazy fan would write this, and it's like that's actually what Disney did. Mm -hmm. That is unfortunate, but no, I mean. The Great Salt Lake, I mean, it's just... Well, because my concern is that, like, you know, we got a ton of snow and rain this year, and yes. that helped bolster the lake. So my concern is people would be like, okay, well, like, the lake's fine, and, like, they're not, they're going to continue to not take action, which is why I think it's probably good that this lawsuit is happening, is that continues to focus attention mm -hmm. on the Great Salt Lake and be like, no, 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 just because we had a good year does not mean this is done and over, like... There's still a lot that not a work that needs to go into the lake. Okay. Did whales really live in the Great Salt Lake? New film explores the infamous legend. <laughs> legend. Yes. Okay. So filmmaker Joseph LeBaron had never heard the stories about whales living in the Great Salt Lake. And in fact, the Utah native had rarely even spent much time at the lake. That changed in 2015. Should I just read this whole story? No. Yeah. Well, okay. he's making a story about lakes or whales in the lake. So. Something to keep an eye on. I mean, okay. I mean, I'll definitely keep an eye on it. This seems cool. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, we're at like 50. Yeah, we might even have to cut that last part off just because it's like a bunch of nonsense and no yeah. like. But I think we achieved our goal today. Which was what? Well, because we came into this podcast thinking like, you know, we want to talk about things we don't know about. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about things that I don't know about. I think we talked about things you don't know about. And yeah. I think we both learned things today. Is it continuous though? I would like to continue. I'm, I'm pretty sure for the till the end of time itself, there will be things that both you and I do not know that we can talk about. Yeah, but I think this is a good first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Should we like have a? Do we even have an entrance or? A, no, fuck that. Exit. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We just we just end it. We just start and end. You're the producer, man. But I'm co-creator. Co-creator, okay. co-creator, producer. Yeah. You're okay with that? Yeah. Sure. Whatever. It, it, what, there's no money involved or anything. There's nothing to care about right now. What if they want us, man? If they want us, we gotta yeah. go. What do we? We'd split it what, like fifty-fifty? Bro, if I'm producing, <laughs> I'm getting more than fifty-fifty. <laughs> I'm thinking like a fifty-five, forty-five, sixty-forty. No, no, fifty-five, forty-five. That's good. <laughs> we'll let the lawyers negotiate once we actually get. Dude, the, my the wife deal. is a lawyer. Okay, so she just negotiated this for me. Fifty-five, uh, forty-five. She's. Not even aware that she did this negotiation. She's pretty smart, dude. She can. Tell I have no things. doubts that no, she's she, smart. She's like telepathic. She can actually tell what's going on right okay. now. Okay, I think there's a difference oh, really? between being smart, smart, and being telepathic. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would like to see that movie about the guy that is like insanely stupid, but is also telepathic. <laughs> just uh -huh. some complete dunce that is just like I can read minds. I'm like I'm my too wife... dumb to realize it. She did write a book, and I was like, as I was like, she wrote a book. Well, yeah, she wrote a book about this like trout, uh, this vacation to Glacier National Park, and it's self-published. It's like uh, okay. Swift Current, and I was just thinking about. Does it got a name? This book, Swift Current. Swift Current. Yeah, and I was like, as I'm reading it, I was just thinking about 
I want to make movies. You know what I mean? I want to like write screenplays or stuff like that. So, Do you want to make like future length movies or you just want to like... I don't know. See, I want to be in every part of media. You know what I mean? I love the print. I love video. I love radio. Yeah. Why can't I just do it all? You know what I mean? I mean, you can. Whether or not you succeed in all of them is the Honestly, whole I just want question. Barstool to come to Utah, but we need teams. I'm a Barstool guy, dude. I love Barstool. I don't think I have ever watched a Barstool video in That's my okay. life. I think I've seen clips on TikTok. It's just, it originated in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? So it started there, and I just feel it, a sense it, of connection. Originated, it's like a sports thing. Yeah. Where, like, it seemed like Dave a... Dave Portnoy is the, the founder yeah. of it. And, I mean, he's... Big time Pats fan, Celtics and Bruins. So like I yeah, had this connection to like him and, and that. Tell me if I've got the general feel for this right. Sure. Is that the idea is that like much more like unfiltered kind of sports content that like you don't like do like it's the more like the fun side of sports. It's yeah, like that like you know like it's about bantering. It's yeah. about like being being like you know like you know like you know like oh we have two different opinions and we're gonna like we're gonna talk smack to each other. Yeah. About those I mean, like what we were kind go, of doing, but like I wouldn't even go as far as talking smack. It's just. I don't know. It's just a conversation and it's fun. They make it more fun. Like sports are already like they have different kind of fans. It's not just like they're all Pats fans there. Like they got yeah, all different. But it's very of... different from like a traditional sports broadcast where it's like five guys in suits sit at a table and like well, they be like, broadcast. well, this guy's stats are like this. This is why they, I think well, this they're team... doing so much different stuff. But usually they'll just like live uh, live stream their reactions to watching games. Yeah. So it's like it's just you're seeing how fans react and they write stuff and. Yeah, they do podcasts. They do so much stuff. I love, love, love Barstool, and I want them to come to Utah. But we don't have any darn sports that are worth it. You don't man. think you don't think Barstool cares enough about the Jazz? The jazz? Are you kidding me? <laughs> the Jazz? And maybe if they would have won one of those against Jordan, they would have been a little bit more relevant. But they just <laughs> they got nothing. Yeah. So I need I hockey know. to come here, which it's it's so close. It's so close, and baseball is even closer. And once those teams come here, we will have something for Barstool to have, like, content for. Do they do anything with MLS? I mean, no. I mean, but Real is kind of good. Uh, it's just, it's soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but not in well, the United It's growing. Re- I think it's growing. It really is fast. growing. I mean, thanks to, to Messi. I think it was Miami. growing before, and I think Messi, like, is like Messi a catalyst has kickstarting shot it to high gear. It, oh, my goodness. It has been amazing to I watch have, that I dude. I have actually just... loved watching Messi play. I mean, he's dominated this league i mean and i hate yeah I, I thought at first be like be like i don't know if this is going to be good for the mls because like it's been the best thing that could have ever happened yeah because i was worried at first that it'd be like some of those early clips of messing in the mls and we'll mm-hmm. be like he's making a mockery of the league he's making everyone look like oh absolute it's so dog water. to watch too <laughs> but like everyone is just like no like, it's just amazing to watch sure. like because i know that because like the mls is always like pulled in people that are kind of like on the tail end of their career in like the european leagues mm-hmm. brought them in and like to do that but it's like messi is still like prime Messi coming to the MLS. It is not like when David Beckham came to LA Galaxy and he was like way past his prime. And not like I think Wayne Rooney did the same thing. Like there's been a number See, of... See, I don't... I, you know a lot more about soccer than I I do. But like it's been cool because yeah, because Messi is still like very much at like the top of his game and like is... We're getting to see like that true top tier play. All right, smile. And why? What are we doing? <laughs> what are you doing right I, now? I'm cataloging this, dude. <laughs> Just, it's fine. We're fine. And Holy also, moly. I just had to make sure that I documented it, dude. Okay. Well, let's wrap. Let's oh, call it. Oh, yeah. We're still recording, huh? Yeah. I'm done here. Let's... I got to go home and, like, make food. Oh, yeah. I got to – I forgot to tell my wife. I was yeah. just – Thanks for watching. Make good choices, people. Okay, bye, 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 bye.